welcome in to the week six episode of League of Ordinary Gentlemen. I uh, hope you guys all have been enjoying this podcast as much as we have enjoyed making it. So welcome in all of our co-hosts this week. Got Le- Zeke Lawless, Sean Guida, and Doug Appleby. Welcome in, guys. Thanks a lot for joining us. What up? What's up? What up, though? Good to have you back, Zeke Poo. Glad to be back, fellas. No, no, no sick children means uh, I get to play. We don't like sick children. Well, you're looking good doing it. We know that for sure. Yes. <laughs> so good in your homeless shirt. Sorry for the <laughs> sorry for the exposed chest. Uh, again, had I known I needed to dress up for the party, I totally would have. But you know this this sexy chest here. Uh, this. I thought I was just showing it to you guys, not to the world. Well, I'm not you know, used to lusting cultures, on the podcast, but in, in some cultures, that's a sign of extreme wealth. <laughs> he he ain't up, wrong, but, but maybe <laughs> it's not. It's not true here, but uh, <laughs> I don't living in the clear. Right, Let's well, get after it with some good fantasy advice. What's the best thing you've seen this week, guys? I don't know. You had something. Why don't you lead us off? I did. So I, we took a uh, a few days off. We kind of had a little family thing that we were dealing with and so decided getting away for a few days would be a good idea. And because I'm addicted to football, I decided it would be a good idea to leave my family in the hotel room uh, once my kids were asleep because my wife goes to bed like at 9, 15 anyway. So went down to the hotel bar and about 10 o'clock, I got a text from my wife saying, um, uh-oh. So I instantly replied and said, well, what does uh-oh mean? What's wrong? And apparently my son, who's seven, got up in the middle of the night, needed to use the restroom, and being in an unfamiliar location, picked a, uh, a corner with a lamp in our hotel room and just apparently peed absolutely everywhere in the corner and decided that was the best. So uh, we covered it with some uh, towels, and um, whoever's in our hotel room in room 15... No, 1456. I, uh, I deeply apologize for the corner of P, but it is what it is. Hey, sometimes when you got to go, you got to go. And uh, there's what, like a 90% chance that that is uh, not the first bodily fluid that has been on the floor <laughs> in the corner of that room. So, yeah, I'd go like 97 to 98%. And that's if they just change the carpet. I'm going to be honest with you. It was a nice place, but um, I don't know that that means that people don't pee on the floor and other things on the floor. That's I guess it's depending on uh, what hotel you stayed in. But hey, I'm back. Sorry about that. It was a, um, it was a nice hotel. Like legitimately, it was a re- it was a really nice hotel. It was hotel motel holiday. Yeah, keyword being was. <laughs> yeah, it's still a nice hotel minus room fourteen fifty six. So a little rough up there. A little rough. <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with my best thing of the week being uh, the one and only the the masterful Blake Bortles. Dropping back to throw a pass right off of a lineman's head. Dropping bombs. Just the, unbelievable. Ra- raise your portals. So it's it's amazing. He threw it directly arena. into his center, like the, the right into the side of his center's head. It was in- oh yeah. It was actually kind of incredible. I wasn't even mad. I was impressed. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Michael Lombardi calls him on the GM Street podcast. He calls him the great equalizer because if they had a good quarterback. <laughs> Uh, they might they actually be, win a couple games, right? They might be like a shoe in <laughs> to win it all, but they just have this total donkey back there playing quarterback. I can't stand Lombardi, but that's hey. pretty freaking hilarious. Yeah. Hey, so I got a I got a quick test for Doug, real quick. Would you rather have Dak Prescott or Blake Bortles playing for the Jaguars? 
Oh, Dak Prescott. It's not even close. Dak Truther coming in. Yeah. Listen. I mean, yeah. there's no doubt about it. Dak? So, yeah. I don't know. I, Dak, Dak's never going to give you the propensity to have like a 388 four touchdown game like Bortles every once every three or four games will. Please. Well, that's because he's not going to turn it over six times in the first quarter and have to throw <laughs> 60 times the rest of the game. Hey, the rule, the rule when you're playing against Bortles is if you're a third-string cornerback, you still have a chance to get a pick. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Well, you will get one because so, he's <laughs> going to throw at least three. So anyhow, let's, uh, NFL, favorite thing that happened in the NFL this week. Uh, I'm taking over this one. I'm going because I didn't get to celebrate the Browns' first win. I totally get to celebrate the second one on air. Come on, you stole it from me. You didn't even pick them. I picked them. I, I said did. that was going to happen. Go back right and listen to the me. podcast. Right, I told here. you I was. I was going for the backwards luck, and it worked. So, anybody else? Best thing you, best luck. thing you, best thing you liked about the NFL Week Five? <sighs> stole mine. It's okay. Well, I would sure. love to say that the best thing was seeing. Uh, Drew Brees break whatever records he broke, but Drew Brees is a total dirtbag, so I'm not excited for him breaking any records. I I have one more thing. I want to thank Jason Garrett for not knowing how to use Zeke Elliott um, and and gifting me a win this week. You know, actually, actually, I read something that said uh, that Houston had stopped Zeke Elliott uh, nine out of the 20 rushes, nine nine out of the 20 times from gaining a single yard. So really, it was a 50-50 shot at best. I mean, it was just really nice. But why do, yeah. you hate, why do you hate Drew Brees so much, Zeke? I meant to ask you that off air, but didn't get a chance. Everything I read is like kind of a great guy. So Starts uh, pyramid schemes, takes money from people, you know. Just look into it. He, he's the nice <laughs> – Oh, I came and uh, I saved the whole city of New Orleans uh, because I played football there uh, and carried the city on my back. And I walked around and I did some service in the street uh, right after Katrina. So now everybody loves me. Get out of here, dirtbag. You, did, you get, did what you were paid to do. Don't act like you run the city. Sorry. I have a weird grudge <laughs> but- through breeze. When you say he, he did take a really cute picture of this kid after he won the Super Bowl, of so, course you know. he did. He has them on the sidelines all the time, always ready for a photo op. He is a freaking governor, like kissing babies, trying to just uh, posture out there for everybody to see. Are you so he's like the care? Phil Mickelson of the NFL, hundred percent. Are you talking about Advocare because he endorsed it and was paid a bunch of money? So it means he started a pyramid scheme. I'm not going to Google stuff for you. You just go out there and you <laughs> go to Google after the podcast is over. And you'll there we go. My computer's doing fine. I, I, I pulled it up on, on ESPN and it says he endorsed You're it. You're not going to talk about his pyramid schemes on ESPN, Sean. <laughs> just, hey, man. He's, he's carrying water for ESPN. They're not going to uh, throw him under the bus like that. I'm just, all right. Hey, that's fine. To each his own. All right. you, that has nothing to do with you being a Cowboys fan, I'm assuming, right? This is, no, the Saints and the Cowboys don't intersect at all. Not okay. All right. Well, let's get to uh, let's get to to this week's games. Uh, do you guys want to go ahead and get started with the start of the week, or do you want to go straight into the NFL games? Um, let's go straight into the NFL games. 
fantastic. Okay. So NFL games this week. We're going to obviously start with Thursday night Eagles at Giants. Uh, Doug, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, for me, this this is going to be a close game, I think. Um, in the end, I think the Eagles end up getting this win uh, on the road at the Giants, but I think it's going to be one of those classic Thursday night, low-scoring, ugly games. Um, and at the, at the end of the day, I think Odell Beckham does just enough um, in the past game to keep it close, but um, the Eagles pull away late. I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on that and disagree. I'm gonna take uh, the Giants here because I think Eli is, as the young kids say, and Zeke says also woke um, and ready to roll. But uh, I I would go Eagles if not for Ajayi tearing his ACL. They're gonna have three guys all trying. They're all gonna try to figure out who actually needs to take that role. And when you have three guys all trying to fight for the same thing, and that's not figured out like with any kind of understanding in preseason or practice. I think it's going to go poorly. I don't think any of those guys are going to get into a rhythm. And uh, I think that the Giants are going to um, come out with this one, and it's because OBJ is going to throw two more touchdowns. That's a joke. But I, I think the Eagles are going to go down, and uh, I just don't think they're the same team this year. I think they've they've lost too much on defense, and I think the Giants are going to show up and uh, be woke and take this ugly, ugly Thursday night game. And I will say this. You nailed it. If it wasn't Thursday night, I would, I would pick – the Eagles all day long, but Thursday night does weird things for a lot of teams, and so that's why I'm going to go with the Giants. I Zeke? am uh, because it's Thursday night, and really because of everything you said. That's why I'm actually going to take the Eagles. I'm with you. I don't think they are the team they were last year for a variety of reasons, but I do think their backs are against the wall. Uh, it's a showcase game, uh, even though it's on a short week. I think they have a lot to prove, even with the injuries and. The Giants are uh, just secret. I mean, secret, not so secretly, uh, a pretty bad team uh, with a lot, lot of issues, and I don't think they can overcome those issues uh, on a short week primetime game. Yeah, I'm going with the Eagles in this one. Uh, as I just so opponents have scored on 50 percent of their possessions on against the Giants this year. Uh, Zach Ertz is getting double digit targets. He's he's too good. Alshon Jeffrey is starting to show himself again. Uh, and they got Carson Wentz back. Uh, he was getting better every single week. Uh, finished QB 22, then QB 15, and then QB 8 over his three games uh, since the return. The Giants just have a terrible, terrible defense. Um, I, I just – well, they've been good against quarterbacks, actually, now that I read. Um, but I, 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 I just can't pick against the Eagles in this one. I, the Giants are going to get beat. That's That's my pick. So on to uh, Buccaneers and Falcons. Uh, we'll jump to Sean on this one. Ugh, I don't. I don't even know what to do with this game. Honestly, it, it would be Atlanta if they had anyone left on their defense. But at this point, I believe they're going to start some uh, some running backs and some third string offensive linemen uh, for the D tackles because they have no one left. Everybody on their team is hurt. Uh, Atlanta, as shown last week, to uh, when they played Pittsburgh can stop no one. So they've got offense, they can play, but their defense is just absolutely pitiful and they're hurt. They've got no one in the background. Uh, I think this is an opportunity for Jameis Winston to come back in and actually have a little bit of uh, chemistry built back with his team. I'm going to take Tampa Bay here. I don't think it's going to be a lot. I think it's going to be a pretty ugly game, like a 17 to 24 kind of game. Uh, but I'm going to take Tampa Bay. Atlanta just cannot stop anyone. 
Doug, you got anything to say about that one? Yeah, for me, I mean, I, I don't see it being low scoring at all. Uh, the last five times these teams have played in Atlanta, they've averaged 55 points combined. Um, and to me, you just have two defenses that are just riddled with injury and have lost some key players, not strong in the secondary. So I, I think you see another one of these classic Falcon shootouts and they end up uh, pulling it out in the end. And I'm going to call it right now. Julio Jones, first touchdown reception in 62, his previous 62 uh, regular season receptions. I think he gets his first one this week. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Doug on this one. I think that it is heavy, heavy, heavy offense. I think that Jameis Winston comes out and he wants to prove something this week. So I think he throws a lot. Uh, I think Cameron Bright has a good game this week. I think Mike Evans has a good game this week. The running game is not working there, but Atlanta does not have any defensive backs right now. Um, but with uh, Atlanta having Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu, Devonta Freeman, Tevin Coleman stack right there, um, I just think that Atlanta is going to be too much in this game, and I'm going to give the edge to the quarterback in this because uh, Matty Ice is a better quarterback. So I'm going with Atlanta on this one. Hey, can I jump back in real quick? Because I, re- <laughs> I read my notes incorrectly. That was the score I had for Philly and New <laughs> and the Giants. Nice. Philly and the Giants. As you guys were saying this stuff, I'm like, wow, I really agree. I thought I would have actually said that when I talked about how bad the defenses were. <laughs> so I have a uh, I have a 37 and 31 game. <laughs> my apologies. There you go. 37 points, Tampa Bay. My fault. Sorry, Zeke. No, you're fine. I uh I like the Falcons in this one just because it's a shootout. I don't think they're I mean, there's not enough defense to go around on either team. So if they're gonna get in a shootout, you on paper Atlanta has uh, has what it takes to win mm-hmm. against Tampa Bay. I will say this though, uh, you know, if you're betting, sometimes it's smart to bet against where the public's going. If the public's going heavily uh, one way or the other, and the public's going eighty uh, percent with Atlanta on this one, so Sean might be in the right here, uh, going potentially going smart money here, going with Tampa Bay. I don't know how to bet, but I think I win this one. Cheers. Yeah. Um, so next, I'm going to do Sean a favor. And the last Sunday game we're going to talk about is going to be the Chargers and Browns. Uh, so we're going to jump. We're going to jump to the Colts and the Jets. Uh, <clears throat> Zeke, what you got on the Colts and the Jets? Colts and the Jets. This is a hard one to pick, just because I think both of these teams are pretty bad. I think they, you know, long run they have a high ceiling, but. Uh, in the short run this week, you know, either the offenses or the defenses have injuries. You've got a rookie quarterback, uh, you know, with Darnold. You have a veteran quarterback, but who hasn't thrown a football in a year and a half. So, uh, with no weapons, I reluctantly pick the Colts. But if I had to bet on this one, I would. I just wouldn't bet at all because I, this one is a true <laughs> toss up. But uh, it's I, yeah, it's a two and a half point line. So right, so I take the veteran experience and I take the Colts uh, with this one. I hear you, uh, Doug. What you got on this? Yeah, for me, I'm, I'm going to go with the Jets. I've I've said it a couple times on the podcast already. They're they're kind of a sneaky bet for me to make the playoffs this year. Um, the Colts are still looking to be without T.Y. Hilton mm-hmm. and without Jack Doyle. I think that's a big deal, um, and they're doing a good job of keeping things underneath this year and kind of forcing defenses to dink and dunk them down the field. But which I, I don't think 
the Jets can really do yet. But at the end of the day, I think the Jets' defense is solid. They run the ball pretty well, and this is going to turn into a situation where Luck is just throwing the ball way too much. He's the first quarterback in NFL history to throw it 59-plus times in two consecutive games, and you just can't do that and have success here when you're throwing that much. I think he ends up making a big mistake, you know, putting seven points on the board for the Jets, and the Jets pull this one out in a close, uh, ugly game. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think the Jets take this one because of defense. They've got a top 10 defense and points allowed. Um, I think Sam Darnold puts a little bit together. Isaiah Crowell is not going to have the game that he had last week, obviously. Um, the Colts have a better defense, I feel like, than uh, people are giving them credit for. But with T.Y. Hilton probably not playing and um, Naheem Hines being the number one back, who I kind of like Naheem Hines this week. Uh, and... Eric Ebron leading the way at at a at tight end instead of Jack Doyle. I just don't think that the Colts have enough weapons. Um, I think Sam Darnold's going to hit a couple over the top to Robbie Anderson. Uh, Quincy Inouye, if his hand gets is better, he's going to catch a, a good amount of balls in this game. I think um, Bilal Powell probably finds the end zone. Uh, I'm giving this one to the Jets. Sean? Yep. I'm going to go actually with uh, the Jets as well here, but I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair because I'll tell you why. Two words, one name. Darius Leonard uh, is absolutely killing it. The The Colts have a top-10 defense right now. I think that's something people don't think about uh, because their offense is kind of putrid, but uh, the Jets are kind of waiting for that breakout. They had a big week last week. Everything kind of went their way. Isaiah Crowell ran well. I think they're going to carry that. Um, and I'm going to give it to them just because they're at home. I think it's going to be a tight game. I think that two-and-a-half-point line is a real pretty much dead on. But I will say this. This is going to be our continuation. Every single week in the NFL, we've had an overtime game. This is your overtime game, 23-20. to 20. I'm going to go for the Jets on this one. Zeke, you got something? I just want to say I'm so, so proud of Sean taking uh, baby steps toward degenerate status. <laughs> he didn't want to talk about lines at all and now he's like oh yeah i like the sound of that now, line. now we like this line it sounds fantastic there we go. There Still we go. straight up so so the next game we're going to get into is the seahawks at raiders it is going to be played one o'clock on sunday but at wembley stadium in london uh london games tend to be less scoring or lower scoring games uh i, I actually texted doug about this one today trying to find some kind of splits or something uh I'm interested in this game because it is in in London. Um, I'll, I'll start off with this one. The Raiders, uh, I don't know that I like them in this game, and a lot of it is because John Gruden. John Gruden's already talking about how he does not want to go to London, uh, and that tends to siphon down in, into your team. Uh, Chris Carson is looking healthy and back, and uh, I know he is splitting shares at behind – He's splitting shares with with Mike Davis a little bit, but I think he gets a couple of good runs here. Uh, Russell Wilson gets running against a bad defense in Oakland. Uh, I'm taking uh, I'm, I'm I'm taking Seattle in this one. So wait, I this think, is a one o'clock game in London. It's a one o'clock game on our Sunday in London. Um, but I I think uh, Tyler Lockett has a good game. Um, they gave up a they uh, the Raiders gave up a lot of points to a team that was somewhat similar. I feel like in. Uh, I mean, I think Cleveland's a much better team, but uh, when it comes to wide receivers, so I, I'm taking Seattle in this one. Doug, Doug, you got so anything on me, this? One? I'm going to go with Seattle in this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Seattle in this one as well. Um, 
Chris Carson, not Rashad Penny, the last two games has 30, 30 and 24 touches. Um, Doug, was that a not-so-subtle shot at someone in our league? No, I would never do anything like that. <laughs> um, but he, uh, he has 30 and 24 touches the last two games that he's played in. He's just racking up you know, a ton of yards on the ground. Oakland is 29th in the league in uh, rush fantasy points allowed. So I just don't see any way that they're able to slow him down. And the Seahawks have figured out their offensive line is legit terrible. And so what they're going to do is just run the ball and protect Russell Wilson. He only threw it, I think, 21 times last week. And that's been their recipe for success. So I'm going to go with Seattle. I do think you see Doug Baldwin get on the board this week and score a touchdown, but, um, but I don't think he'll be a major piece of what they do this week. Yeah, Seattle is actually has the most run-heavy offense in the NFL right now. So uh, they're definitely going to ground and pound the ball. So I think it's going to be low scoring. Sean, what have you got for this one? Yeah, I think Doug made a great point because the other side of that is, in the addition to their offensive line being terrible, uh, the reason I would be big on that's Chris Carson. You said Doug, right? Not, not Rashad Penny. Not Rashad Penny or Mike Davis. Penny, right? Uh, I would be big on him because I think this is a moment where they're going to. Run a, continue to run a lot of screens and kind of bubbles just to get that weight off of the offensive line because they're so terrible. Um, but I, I'm going to pick Seattle here. I think the Raiders are awful and they're awful in every step of the game. And they're only they only have one win against the Browns because they had some help from the Zebras and uh, some turnovers that were inside the red zone. <clears throat> it's it, I'm sorry, it's reality. Uh, but uh, the other problem with the with the Raiders is that they have Derek Carr and they have Amari Cooper who Amari Cooper is really good at getting them down to the like six yard line. He can never score that six in a tough red zone. And unless Marshawn Lynch decides he wants to play, they just don't win games. And so I'm going to take Seattle. Seattle loves beating Oakland. Seattle has a defense that can neutralize those parts. Uh, and Russell Wilson just wins games that no one thinks he should. So, uh, and again, they should have beat the Rams last week. So I'll take Seattle. Zeke. Not much else to say. I'd like to go contrarian here, but I do think the Raiders really are that bad. Uh, I, I don't think Seattle's all that great. I think they looked pretty good last week against uh, the Rams, but that's also a division rival. So, you know, you can never truly count division games. Uh, so as much as I'd like to go contrarian here, there's not much that the Raiders have to offer that make me want to pick them over Seattle, even though I don't think they're that good either. Yeah. Hey, real real quick. So, did anybody else notice in that game last week that twice Oakland had the ball on the one yard line and did not give the ball to Marshawn Lynch on first and goal from the one? Yeah, yes. they came out. They came out and said something about that. They asked him that question in a press conference. Let's yeah. just well, that's because Derek Carr said Derek Carr said when they had when Seattle lost the game or when the Patriots lost the game uh, in the Super Bowl, Derek Carr had mentioned went out of his way to be like, I would never do that. One yard line, you hand it off every time. And right. then they failed to do that twice. Bum, bum, Unbelievable. Bum. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry. So, moving on to um, Panthers at Washington Redskins. Uh, these teams are, are pretty evenly matched, I feel like. Uh, I'm going to let Doug take this one to start. Uh, so, for me, this has worked out well so far this year. When I look at a line and I think, huh. That looks team normally going the opposite of what my first gut reaction is, is the way to go. And when I saw this one, I was thinking Carolina minus 
plus one, you definitely want to take Carolina. Um, and that leads me to believe Washington is the smart money play here. So I'm going to go with, with Washington here with Olsen probably coming back this week. I think that kind of just changes up their offense a little bit. They may take a few touches away from Christian McCaffrey, and I think they go on the road and struggle here. So I'll take Washington. All right, Zeke, you seem to have a couple of opinions on that one. So what you got? I agree with him. So you, you know, that line doesn't pass the smell test along with uh, they're a heavy – Carolina's a heavy uh, betting favorite right now. Uh, 70% of the money is going towards Carolina. Uh, and you couple that with, okay, Washington got, you know, pounded last week uh, on Monday night. Well, that was at home. They knew that Drew Brees was going to get that record. They were putting everything th- that they could to make sure he got that record. So there was a lot going against Washington that game. Coupled with the fact that Carolina has won, I mean, basically all their games that they've won have been squeakers. They've all been a, against pretty bad teams. I mean, Atlanta's not that great. Uh, Dallas is not that great. The Giants aren't that great. So I don't love Washington. I don't think they're that good of a team either, but they do have a consistent quarterback uh, with Alex Smith. They have a pretty decent run game. There's enough there that I think they can actually – when at home versus Carolina. Okay. I, I see that. Sean, what you got on this one? Uh, none of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, to make Zeke further happy because he's my friend. I want him to love me. Uh, with the Redskins being a negative one, that would tell me it's pretty much a pick em game, right? I mean, isn't that how, how it kind of works? Anything less than three, that's right. Yeah, so I just think Carolina is a much better team in every facet. Uh, I wa- I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch that game, but uh, as I stated earlier, I was at the bar downstairs at the hotel watching that game when I found out my son peed in the corner. Um, Washington looked horrible. I-, I get that. I get that Breeze is going for a record and all that, but guys, he got that record almost immediately in the start of the game. I mean, that was the first quarter. I think in the first quarter, he broke that record with a sixty-some odd touchdown, sixty-some odd yard touchdown pass. Their defense was atrocious. Their offense was horrible. Their play calling, ridiculous. In fact, there was one play where Alex Smith had a fourth and two, and it was in the third quarter. It was in the third quarter, not in the fourth quarter. Third backwards 11 yards and then still threw an interception to a DB. He looked out of his brain. Nobody knew what was going on. Uh, Adrian Peterson and Thompson are both hurt. I just don't see this going well. Saints are a really, really, really good team. I think they're going to carry that on. Uh, I'm I'm taking definitely New Orleans in a blowout. I, this is going to be a 15 point game. We're, we're picking the Panthers in Washington. Though. Panthers, I mean, games, games. <laughs> the Panthers. I'm sorry, <laughs> the Panthers in a blowout. Uh, yeah, I got stuck in the Washington uh, New Orleans last last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Panthers in a blowout. I think they're going to win by by plenty this week. Washington is just bad. So hold on one okay. second. Um, oh, we're, oh back. we're back. Okay. So, so I, I'm having a tough I'm time, a picking, tough this time game, picking this game. Looking, looking at, at what um what Carolina and what Washington both bring to the table. I don't like Alex Smith. I like Washington at home, and I think their defense is better than what they're showing. Um, I just have a rough time picking against Carolina in this game. I think Christian McCaffrey, who's been an RB one, getting a ton of touches. I know that Greg Olson might come back in this game. The problem is I think he gets hurt again, just like he has every single time. Um, Yikes. And I I just don't see him staying in the entire game. I'm going with Carolina on this one. Uh, 
they are because Washington's only scoring twenty points a game, twenty ranked twenty fourth in the in in the NFL. Um, Carolina's ranked twelfth in the NFL in points scored, and that's kind of what I, what I'm going by. I think that Cam Newton is going to bounce back from a rough game, uh, and and Washington's going to keep their losing streak alive. You ripping Sean Stone's little Panther heart right out with that Greg Olson take. <laughs> Sorry, Greg, he, he's yes. not going to get you. I just, I that's I can't trust him. Hey, side note, miss you, Stoner. Love you. Hope you're doing well in uh, STL or Kansas City, rather. Kansas City. God, you sound like me. Um, so next, next we're going to go to the Bills and the Texans. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot to Sean on this. What have you got on this one? Oh, who are the Bills? You know, they were terrible the first two weeks. Everyone made fun of them. They were going to go 0 16, and then they beat some actually respectable teams. Um, the Texans are better than their record dictates. Uh, Watson is finally starting to kind of remember how to play football. Um, he's top five in the league in yards and touch. I mean, he's just he's getting back to that guy that we all knew he was. And I think you can't beat a great quarterback. Buffalo won last week, but it was with 85 yards of total passing and LaShawn McCoy um, having 85 yards is, I think, another 30 on the ground. But that's just not going to keep them through uh, to, to win more games. I think Buffalo really is that bad. Um, they had a DB quit at halftime, which is why I'm going to take the Texans. I think the Texans are better than their record dictates, and now they're finally playing some terrible teams, Texans by 10. Doug? Uh, I'm going to take the Texans, but I think it's going to be close. This line actually hasn't gotten posted by Vegas yet because uh, Deshaun got a little banged up last week. Um, but assuming he plays, I'm going to take the Texans. Okay. My line's actually showing minus nine and a half. Uh, Houston, Houston's getting nine and a half. But <laughs> okay. It could have it could have gotten posted within so, the last couple of hours. I looked it, at this earlier. It might have been. I just I, just saying that's what I got. So I'm going to go straight with this. Yeah, I think we got to yeah. speed up just to speed up things a little bit. Um, Buffalo's offense is ranked 30, 32nd in the NFL right now. I picked up the Texans' defense for a reason. I think they're going to win, and I think it's not going to be pretty. I think Deshaun Watson and throws to Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins a lot. I think Kiki Cute. Kiki Cootie or Kute or however you pronounce his name gets in. LaShawn McCoy continues to struggle. Josh Allen has a rough game, throws for under 150. Uh, I'm going with uh, with the Texans big. Zeke? Uh, yeah, just real quick. Uh, the Bills have been uh, covering a lot lately. Uh, and I, don't, I picked the Texans to win, but with the line being plus 10, I do take the Bills to cover. Degenerate. Get that. All right. <laughs> so we're going to go on to the Cardinals and Vikings. Um, the Vikings are riding Adam Thielen, who is the first player in the Super Bowl era to have 100 yards receiving in each of the first five games. Um, he's the first player to have to have uh, 100 yards receiving games in five straight games since Odell. That was to open the first five games of the season, but it's the first one to have five straight games of 100 since Odell Beckham. So uh, they're riding a high in uh, in Minnesota, going into a bad or playing at home against a bad Arizona team. Zeke, what have you got on this one? Yeah, I don't think there's too much to say. It's not quite a body clock game. I mean, uh, you know, Sunday at one Central Time. Uh, Rosen, I do think is. I mean. You know, he's the next QB. There's no doubt about it. But Minnesota has too many things going their way. I know that's what we said a couple of weeks ago when they played Buffalo. But there's just too much uh, in Minnesota's favor. Uh, they're going to win. And 
they're going to cover. I got an 11 and a half point spread. They're going to cover that. Ooh. All right, Ooh. Doug, what you got on this one? Oh, I think we. Oh, there he is. Oh, we there we go. Sean, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, Zeke, did you say you're going to pick them to cover 11 and a half points? Is that, I just want to make sure I heard that right. That's what you said? Wow. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I'm still new to the gambling scene, but I do have $12 in my daily fantasy. So, you know, I mean, maybe I'm yeah. totally legit. So, uh, no, I think it comes down to two words. Uh, Minnesota is mad and Arizona is bad. I, I know Rosen brings some hope, but, uh, man, Arizona is just absolutely horrible. It's so nice to now understand what everyone was saying about the Browns for so long. Uh, I'm taking Minnesota, and I'm taking them by a lot. So, yeah, you misunderstood me. I was saying that Minnesota will win by more than 11.5, so they are going to cover. Yeah, no, no, I understood that. I was just surprised that a degenerate like you would take such a huge line. So, just for the record, like I said a couple weeks ago, and I was wrong, and I was right. You were wrong. No, I should have followed my advice. The Bills were plus 14, and you always take the plus 14. Uh, just because rule of, you know, the statistics say you're going to get that bet right. And the Bills were plus 14 at Minnesota, and I should have taken it because they won outright. To quote Kevin Malone from The Office, anytime anyone gives you odds that are 10,000 to yeah. one, you take those odds. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Doug, what have, you, what have you got in Arizona at Minnesota? I'll take the Vikings. Yeah, that's what I figured. Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins, and Stefan Diggs have big games because the running game is still having trouble. I think David Johnson's a bust potential. Larry Fitzgerald hasn't played well all year. Um, I'm going with the Vikings on this one. I got something to add in that. How much are they missing Everson? Is Everson Griffin's as name? Everson Griffin, yeah. They're not stopping the run like they're supposed to. Holy moly. That guy went crazy, and that team is falling apart. That defense is gone because of that. Yeah, it, it's definitely a rough time, but it, they have a bad Ooh. enough offense. So Steelers at Bengals, rivalry game. Middle, I mean, uh, what what have you got to say? I know Sean's got a lot of uh, Sean's probably got a lot a lot of ideas on this one because he doesn't like either one of the teams, so especially hates the Steelers. So what do you got, Sean? Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. <sighs> this is so hard for me to say this, but I'm gonna take Pittsburgh. Every team has their kryptonite. Pittsburgh is Cincinnati's kryptonite. I don't know why Cincinnati can't beat them. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I hate Vontae's perfect, so I'm kind of hoping that, uh, just like the old Batman movie, when the Steelers and the Ravens are playing, that um, Bane would come and swallow the whole stadium from the bottom and everything would go away. But um, everything in me says pick the Bengals because they're good and they're riding high, but something always happens in the middle of the season every year that the Bengals are good. Um, but the Steelers just beat them all the time. I, I don't understand what it is. I'm going to take the Steelers in a very close game. I'm going to say 37-34, 37-35. It's going to come down to the last, the very last moment. And uh, Boswell, not Boswell. Um, yeah, Boswell's going to kick a, a field goal for the win. Doug, what you got on this one? So, interesting tidbit on this one. The last three games that uh, the Bengals have played the Steelers at home, A.J. Green has scored. 26, 25, and 39 fantasy points in, P- in full PPR scoring. Yeah. So he's had some monster games for the, versus the Steelers. But in Joe Hayden's games, and Joe Hayden has 
sneakily been one of the best corners in the league this year. He absolutely shut down Julio for the majority of that game last week. Um, As he's done his whole career. He always, even when he's in Cleveland, always shut down A.J. Green. Always. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and uh, over, the, over the course of their careers facing each other, they faced each other seven times. A.J. Green has a 46% catch rate targeted uh, on, on balls he was targeted on versus – uh, Joe Hayden. So he's really struggled against him. All that being said, I think this is a bounce back week for Tyler Boyd. Pittsburgh is also getting absolutely shredded by tight ends. We saw CJ Uzoma run 28 routes last week compared to nine for Tyler Croft. And Tyler Croft, I think, is banged up and may not play this week. So I'm going to take the Bengals in this one. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals as well. Uh, so AJ Green and is has scored a last six times in the last six career home games he's had a touchdown uh andy dalton's playing good football uh i think joe mixon gets a lot of touches against just a very rough defense in pittsburgh um i'm going with uh i'm i'm going with with cincinnati as well uh, i still think ben roethlisberger has has a fairly good game against a, a not good defense defense who's allowing uh qbs to th- throw the ball a lot uh, and throw it well but I'm still going with uh, with Cincinnati on this one. Zeke? I would like to uh, – you know, I'd like to find a reason for – even though I hate Pittsburgh, I'd like to find a reason to give them, you know, credit and, you know, find a way to say that they're going to win, but I don't think they do it. I, th- I do think that this year – I understand history uh, between those two teams, but I do think this year uh, Cincinnati is uh, better than normal – uh, I think they win. And, uh, Sean, this is uh, not to belabor the gambling point too much, but this is the second time that you have directly or indirectly guessed the line without knowing what the line was. You said it was going to be a one-point game, and that's that's the line I'm looking at is uh, Cincinnati minus one. Uh, so good I've job by you. Half. Maybe you I should work in Vegas. Lines. Exactly. But I do think that Cincinnati, <laughs> a.k.a. Ohio's team, uh, wins that game. It's okay because the Browns have been referred to as America's team this week. But that's <laughs> yeah, they sure have. Thanks a lot, Andrew Hawkins. Appreciate uh, that. So we're going to go Bears way, at – Hold on. Can we just say A.J. Green, probably the most underrated wide receiver in the last 20 years. He's so much better than anyone realizes he is. Super good. Uh, we're going to go Bears at Miami. Uh, Bears are actually scoring a seventh ranked 27 points a game and only allowing 16, which is second ranked. Their defense is dirty. Uh, I don't see Miami having a good game this week. Offense is not one of their fortes. Uh, I think Jordan Howard goes, Jordan Howard has a good game. Mitchell Trubisky, hopefully, uh, well, actually, I was going to say hopefully connects with Trey Burton, but. I, I don't. I'm not playing Trey Burton this week, so it's fine. I still think that um, Allen Robinson has a pretty good game. I, I think the Bears are starting to put it together. I'm taking the Bears in this one. Doug, who you got? Uh, this is one where my gut also tells me to take the Bears. So in that situation, I'm to take the Dolphins. <laughs> they they've just found ways to win games at home, and uh, I mean I know they got thrashed by the Patriots, but you know, whatever. Mitchell Trubisky is not Tom Brady. So, you know, really insight I'm offering there. But, but yeah, Chicago, I'm, I'm, Chicago I'm is go coming off a bye. Yeah, no, I know. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins here. All right. Sean, who you got? 
Yeah, you actually said one of the two reasons I'm going to take Chicago. They're coming off a bye. Um, Miami just got their butts waxed, waxed by New England, um, which I think is going to show Trubisky how he can throw the ball and what he can do. Tariq Cohen is playing great, um, even though I think that Jordan Howard is not. But the X factor is Khalil Mack. I, I don't know if we're ever going to get tired, or maybe we'll get tired of talking about him, but he just takes over every single game he's in. He's unbelievable. Um, if I thought anyone was on steroids and peds and everything else, it would be him because he just is so much better than everybody else in the field. Uh, and I don't think he loses against a Miami offense that cannot take advantage of his speed and his ability. So I'm going to take the Bears. Uh, we'll go 24 to 20. Yeah. Ah, okay. Zeke, what you got? Uh, I'll just leave it uh pretty simple uh bears amazing defense quarterback that has a pulse dolphins trash defense quarterback named ryan Tannehill. i got the bears <laughs> i i get that uh, sean with another good guest lines three um killing it so rams at broncos i've got a future folks ram rams at broncos uh with a seven point spread uh doug what you got uh i'm gonna take the rams I mean, there's there's really not much to say other than that. I mean, Todd Gurley is just dominant. I know there's some question as to whether or not Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks will play this week after their injuries last week, but I really don't care. I'm taking the Rams. Zeke? Uh, you know, if only Vince Young were on this team, he could actually call it the super team uh, <laughs> because that's what this is. It's a super team, and until they show any – any uh, flaws uh, in their system. I mean, you take the Rams until proven incorrect. Yep. Sean, what you got? Uh, well, I'm taking Denver, but here's why. Really? Well, my, my, my issue is this. If Cup um, and uh, um, Cooks, not Cooks, Cooks um, yeah, Cooks, Cooks. Are, are out this week with concussions, I think Denver wins easily. Uh, because the Rams just struggled. The minute those guys were out of the game, their offense didn't make sense, and they relied heavily on Gurley. The box was stacked. They just weren't as efficient with Seattle. Um, I think the Broncos are better than Seattle, and they're playing in Denver, which Denver is one of those weird places because it's a mile high. Teams seem to struggle when they come there because they're just not. There's no way to get ready for that playing stadium in a mile high stadium like that um, with that weather. So I kind of have a hard time. Uh, if those guys are hurt, I think it's Broncos. But if they're not, if they both play, I think Rams win um, by a touchdown or um, seven or ten points. So uh, I guess I, I'll, I'll take the Rams. I think they're both going to play. So we'll say Rams by ten. You had it right. I really want to take the Broncos. It was minus seven and a half Rams. So you had it right the first time. <laughs> nice. So, all right, I'm going to go real quick on this. I think the Rams are going to take this. They're averaging almost a yard and a half better than their player than uh, than their opponents, which is the highest per play, which is the highest differential in the league. Um, I, re- I had an interesting stat here before uh, my system went nuts. Um, God, it was about running backs too. Uh, the The Broncos have been. I'll leave it at this. The Broncos have been pretty stingy against the run. Uh, until the last three games where they've, where they've allowed some uh, 
It's a very high rushing number. Sorry, I had it written. Oh, here you go. After going seven straight games that allow allowing a running back to reach 70 plus yards, the Broncos have allowed three straight backs to have 99 or more yards rushing over the past two games. Todd Gurley's better than any other one of those backs. Uh, and I think that says a lot. He continues to get the ball. Robert Woods has a big game. I'm going with uh, I'm going with LA in this game. Also, Case Keenum sucks. 323 rushing yards they gave up to the Jets last week. The Jets. Yeah, I'm, there's no way I can take the Broncos in this game. Um, Ravens at Titans. Sean, I know you love the Ravens. I'm going to let you take this one. <sighs> this is a week where I'm trying to not let my biases roll because I think that the Ravens are mad because they were embarrassed. Um, I know that I believe the Browns are legit. Um, and have a great defense. I think they have a top five defense. Um, the Ravens probably didn't, and they thought it was going to be uh, more of the old Browns, and so they didn't think they were going to lose, and they did. So I think the Ravens are going to be real angry. Crabtree had a catch that he should have made in the end zone. John Brown got shut down by Denzel Ward from the Ohio State University, and I think the Titans are reeling after losing last week. Nobody expected that. Um, and I think that's just going to continue. They're going into Baltimore. Baltimore's a tough pace. No, I'm sorry. They're, they're going into Tennessee. Um, Baltimore is uh, a tough team to play when they've come off a loss, especially when they didn't expect having. And I think the, the Ravens are going to win a close one. I'm going to say uh, this is probably going to be like a 21 to uh, 17, 21 14 kind of game, but it is going to end with the Ravens winning. Ah, that, I don't like how it feels coming out of my mouth, but that's what she said. There it is. There it is. There yeah. it is. I'm going to go with like, I'm, I'm going to start with this. I think every single player in this game is bust potential this week. Everybody. I think this is a low scoring affair. I don't think either team gets into the 20s. I just don't think Crabtree uh, Crab has the most drops in the league in the NFL this year. You love um, him, though. I don't even own, I don't own any Crabtree. Not a fan. I, um, I said you love them. No, 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 no. I, I think everybody has. I think everybody in this game has a bad week this week. So I am actually, oh, man, I don't know who I want to take mm-hmm. in this game. Part of me wants to take Baltimore, but you know what? No, I'm going Tennessee. I'm going Tennessee to rally at home. They're taking this one. I like it. Doug, what you got? Uh, I'm going to go with the Ravens in this one. It opened as a pick on It has been bet to minus two and a half or minus three uh, for the Ravens. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the Ravens here. Zeke, I thought I already yeah. called on you. It's my bad. No, you're fine. Uh, not much else to say. I'm I'm like Sean. I do think after getting embarrassed last week, I do think that uh, puts a fire under Joe Flacco's uh, behind, and Ravens win minus two. Who's that? What's that quarterback's name? Zeke. Flacco. Joe Flacco, Han. <laughs> So next game is uh, Jaguars and Jacksonville Jaguars against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Zeke, what have you got on this one? I always pick against my team number one. Uh, <laughs> that way, like I told y'all, if they win, I'm happy. If they lose, I'm happy because I picked right either way. Uh, but but in all sincerity, uh, I don't think the Jaguars are necessarily you know the first or second best team in the league, but I do think they are better than they were last week. Uh, I do think they are a good team with a good defense uh, and good enough to beat Dallas's putrid defense. And then 
Dallas has nothing uh, on offense to top the Jaguars defense. So it, I, the line's minus two and a half, but you could give me minus five, minus seven. I'd still take Jacksonville. All right. Doug? I'm going to take Jacksonville as well until until the Cowboys get rid of Scott Linehan, get rid of Jason Garrett, uh, get get some the clapper baby, yeah, get some weapons for Dak to actually use. You know, um, you've got Alan Hearns coming out talking about how terrible the play calling has been. It's just a disaster. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go with the Jaguars. Yeah, it's a dumpster fire. Uh, and, and, and where Dallas. was Alan Hearns before this season? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> so TJ Yeldon has now had 9,122 from scrimmage over the past three weeks, leads the team and receiving touchdowns with three. Dallas has, uh, has allowed at least 95 yards from scrimmage to lead back in four out of five games this season uh, and allowing 119 total yards to Alfred Blue last week. Um, yeah, I I can't take Dallas on this strictly because their offense isn't can't score anything. The only guy they only guy they have is Zeke is going against the best defense in the league. Um, I don't even care if Leonard Fournette's not playing. I I can't take Dallas in this straight up with the points. It's whatever. I'm I'm taking Jacksonville all the way. Sean, yeah, yeah. I I just you said a lot of what I would say. I, the Dallas Cowboys have, have given me no reason to trust they can do anything outside of run the ball. And that's exactly what Jacksonville's great at. Uh, even if Bortles throws a pass to the side of his guard or tackles head this week, I still think it's going to be the Jaguars. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the Jags in Jerryville or Jerry World rather uh, by six. It's going to be like it's going to be bad. It's going to be like thirteen to seven. I'm going to yeah. call it thirteen to seven here. Yeah, I predict a very very upset Dan Baker this week. Uh, Chiefs at Patriots. Uh, I'm Doug. I want to hear your breakdown on this one because this Ooh. should be the game of the week, I feel like. Yeah, I haven't really done anything yet, but uh, I'm, I'm going to take the uh, Patriots here. I mean, I just think they're at home. Belichick's going to scheme some ways to show some looks to Mahomes that he hasn't seen before and uh, New England in this game. Sean? Yeah, I'm going to take New England um, – in fact, maybe even getting back to what we're going to talk about here in a few minutes, my start of the week is going to be Gronk. I just think New England is okay, and they'll win some games if they're not in prime time. But when they get to a Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night game, they turn it on. Uh, Andy Reid is incredible after the bye. I think he's 16-2 and two is what I read. Um, but he also has a hard time with the Patriots. He's 2-1 and one against them uh, off those buys. So one of the two losses he has is against Patriots as well. Uh, Belichick. They're, they're not coming off a of bye. Yeah, they're not. So they're not coming off a of bye this this week. Oh, that's right. Oh, my bad. Well, either way, whatever. Um, Belichick is just real good, and uh, he, Andy Reid struggles with the Patriots, um, even with Mahomes the way that he is. I think that this is a game where Brady shows up because if there's one thing he loves, it's winning in the spotlight and making guys look good. Um, and Tom Brady, he can play with Patrick Mahomes. I just think if there's one quarterback in the league who can keep up with Pat Mahomes is Tom Brady and he can make anybody look good while he's doing it. Also, this pains me so much to say this. Josh Gordon might be back. So I, I just, I think it's a new England kind of thing. I, th I think they're going to win. It's going to be a lot of points, a lot of points. Kansas city has no defense. The Patriots have half a defense. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Patriots man, 42 chiefs, like 38. Wow. 
high scoring game. High scoring game. Yeah, Zeke, a lot of touchdowns. Uh, as much as I want to uh, to pick TFB uh, and the Patriots, uh, you know, it won't be the first primetime game where I believe uh, the Chiefs will blow out the Patriots once again. If you remember a couple of years ago, they just beat the pants off the Patriots earlier in the season. I don't think New England has the defense to keep up with Patrick Mahomes uh, in that offense. Uh and I also don't think, while Kansas City has a pretty bad defense, I don't think there's enough offensively for the Patriots just to get into a shooting match with them. So uh, the line is plus three Kansas City, but uh, so I mean all they'd have to do is win to cover, obviously. But uh, I do think the uh, I do think Kansas City wins this one. Mm. I see that. Uh, I part of me wants to take Kansas City. The my heart wants to take Kansas City, but I think there's too much going for uh, for New England. I think they got a lot of weapons back. Josh Gordon gives them a deep threat, uh, and I think he's utilized. Sony Michelle is getting over 100 yards from scrimmage when he starts. Uh, James White is running a passing round on 74.2% of snaps, and he's getting a huge amount of targets. Uh, Kansas City doesn't have the defense to keep up. I think Tom Brady is... Um, Tom Brady, he's Tom Brady. It is what it is. I think Gronk is actually becoming a smaller piece of the offense, but there's so much going on in in that offense. I think that there's too much scheming to go on um, for for Bill Belichick. Uh, I'm going with I'm going with uh, the Patriots on this one. So uh, before we get to the Monday night game, we're going to backtrack and go talk about the Brown, the charge, the the Chargers at the Browns. I know Sean is so happy we pushed this to the back, so I'm going to let him take it first. I just want to have some background music while I make this call. First of all, I'd like to thank Baker Mayfield for giving me hope in what is a beautiful season again. So I'm taking Cleveland, the Browns, at home against a long traveling Los Angeles Chargers. It's the first time since 1963 that my Browns will be undefeated at home through the first six weeks of the season. And we have Baker freaking Mayfield to thank for that, as well as Denzel Ward shutting down Keenan Allen. Guys, if I got to say one thing, it's this. (laughs) Give me the Browns at home by 10. Nice. Zeke, what you got in this one? Because you can't call Uh, us the Browns anymore. No, no, definitely not the Browns anymore. Definitely not the Browns. Just back back to the new Browns. Um, but no, I I do like Cleveland in this game. Uh, Cleveland's definitely not a bad team. Now, for the record, uh, if nobody follows Sean, if you aren't following Sean on Twitter on Sundays, <laughs> you're doing yourself a disservice. I have tweet notifications set up to pop up as soon as Sean tweets so I can see exactly what he's saying. Uh, Sean, I get you blaming the refs one week maybe even a couple weeks but sean's twitter feed uh accosts the refs on a weekly basis uh (laughs) whether they win or lose the refs have almost blown the game for them if not blown the game uh for the cleveland browns but that being said in all sincerity uh 
something's not right with the Chargers. Uh, at the beginning of the year, you thought the Chargers were going to be a pretty decent team, if not uh, above average. And there's something not right with them. They're not playing well. Cleveland is playing well. Uh, and it is a body clock game. Uh, so I do like Cleveland in this game. I was hoping you were wrong about oh that, but two of my tweets that day say, hey, NFL, this is ridiculous. Fix this terrible officiating, and when will the Browns <laughs> not have to play the referees too? <laughs> I nice. absolutely did say that. Doug, what have you got oh, Chargers at Browns? Uh, the Browns are the most blitz-heavy team in the NFL this year. Phillip Rivers is the best quarterback in the NFL under pressure and against the blitz. I think this is one of those games where he picks apart the Browns with Melvin Gordon, with Austin Eckler, with Keenan Allen underneath. And uh, Cleveland loses this game uh, by, by quite a large margin. I, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I, I think the Chargers take this one by 10-plus points. Hey, pick right. up when I call you one Sunday. That's all i got to say. I will. Zeke, Zeke, what you got real quick? I want to just real quick. I want to contest one thing that Sean said that the Browns are undefeated at home. There's a half defeat in there. Hey, it doesn't matter. They're they're undefeated. They're undefeated at home. It is what it is. Not a defeat. Um, Not a defeat. Go ahead. So I'm gonna go ahead. Uh, I, I, I I'm going against what I what I did last week, and it kind of makes me nervous being the Browns fan that I am. I'm taking the Browns in this one, and I think a lot of it is because I think Jarvis Landry is underperforming what he is, what he's able to do. He, he's not, he's only catching 52.9% of his percent of his passes. I think Baker Mayfield's only getting better as the weeks go on. Um, LA chargers are not good on defense. Uh, I think Keenan Allen gets, uh, he, he continues his kind of mediocrity. Uh, I think that you're going to see a lot out of Austin Eckler and, uh, and Melvin Gordon out of the backfield when it comes to passing. Uh, I think we stop him. I think the Browns stop him on the run. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Browns in this one. I think that I think the LA comes in in a body clock game and they take the L. Hey, I got a question real quick for Doug. We, uh, as I know you know, but I want to tell the rest of our uh, incredibly huge followership. Uh, we made a bet. followers on uh, twenty-two <laughs> followers on Twitter. We made a bet at the beginning of the season that the Browns would win. I said more than four and a half. You said less than five and a half, buddy. Five yeah, and it was five and a half. It was okay. five and a half. Sorry, five and a half. You're right. How are you currently feeling about that that bet? I feel fantastic about it. So you, you honestly think the Browns are going to win three out of their next 11 games? I mean, or tie. <laughs> yeah, but you know, does the tie count as half a game? Six, six ties good. equal equal three wins. So no, I don't I mean, think we ever actually talked. About I mean, it, it, the, we we talked yeah, wins. The, I got I got to give Doug. We talked wins. That's fine. I'm still not worried. In I, Vegas, you like two two ties doesn't equal a win in Vegas. He's got a point. No, I I just I still think that I would <laughs> I be feel, nervous. I feel good <laughs> because of this guy right here, Philip Rivers. He might be busy making another kid though. You never know. Hey, listen. I, hashtag team sex. Hey, you know what? I just, that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll keep a uh, a Doug's barometer every week. All right. Of how he's feeling. So we got to get to the we got to get to the last and final Monday night game. Uh, 49ers at Packers. I don't think this is going to be a game, but hey, we got to talk about it, right? So Zeke, start us off. Smell test. We were talking about the smell test earlier. All the money's going Green Bay's way. Uh, Green Bay sneaky line is nine and a half. 
Right, and all the money, all the money's going that way. Uh, it's a primetime game. Anything can happen. I do think the 49ers are bad. Green Bay sneaky bad, but I do think Green Bay, Green Bay wins. San Francisco covers that. All right, uh, Doug. I agree with Zeke. So say that. Okay. Um, yeah, just the same thing. Green Bay wins. San Francisco. Covers. Understand, Sean? What you got? Oh, oh, sorry. I fell asleep talking about this game. This is going to be a snooze fest. Yeah, Awful game. Who cares? CJ or uh, the San, San Francisco is terrible. Their offense is terrible. Their defense is terrible. Green Bay's defense is terrible. If Aaron Rodgers scores six points, it's going to be a win. I'm going to call this game uh, nine to nothing because it's going to be awful. Green Bay. I think Green Bay gets into the end zone a couple of times. Uh, I think their defense is a sneaky good play this week. Uh, as I saw Doug pick them up, I, they were my backup just in case they didn't get the Texans. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is out of weapons, <laughs> but Randall Cobb may play this week. Uh, another chance for Jimmy Graham to make good on their investment. Uh, 49ers are, are just – both these teams are in so much trouble. I'm going with Green Bay. 27-3. Hey, Real quick, uh, e, uh, internet uh, fist bump for Marquez Valdez-Scantling last week. Yeah, there you go. MVS, baby. Scoring <laughs> some points. One of the best names. So let's get into uh, – Sean, we already know your start of the start of the week, but go hey, with him. I just want to make a quick statement. Uh, I'm, I may be the only one who called this, but I think – a big statement. This is the week that we have no more undefeated ZNFL. I think both the Rams and Kansas City loses. Um, my start of the week is Gronk. The boy loves the spotlight. Uh, New York is waking up. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Like I said, if there's anyone who can match points, it's going to be New England with Mahomes. And I think that New England's defense is better than KC's. Start Gronk. You're going to score lots of points. Uh, just take it all day long. Take it. Gronk. Doug, who's your start of the week? My start of the week is Melvin Gordon. I will take <laughs> You're him. Such a dick. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm being dead serious. I'm putting my money on lots of Gordon this week. Uh, I'm taking him for 16 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown, and seven catches for 65 yards and a touchdown. He double nice. dips this week. Ooh, all right, Zeke. Could you got start of the week? Start of the week is Nuke Hopkins. Uh, Playing against the Bills, uh, sneaky uh, top fantasy receiver uh, for the season, DeAndre Hopkins. So if you got him, of course you got to start him. If Double spin him. cycle. Yeah, that was absolutely dirty. Uh, I'm going real, real chalky in my start of the week this week. I'm going with uh, with Julio Jones. I know he's been unbelievable. He's like ranked. I think he's wide receiver eight right now. Uh, and that's without a touchdown. I think he gets in the end zone twice this week. Two times, uh, Julio Jones gets in the end zone, and I think he starts to run. I think he starts to run wild. So Julio Jones is my start of the week. What's your lock of the week? Hey, can I actually change mine? I like to pick the Cleveland defense to shut down Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. <laughs> uh, Eleven fumbles and four defensive touchdowns. That's, that's good. The problem is Doug picked Melvin Gordon, not Austin Eckler. Uh, I just included them. I I included them. Did you guys get locks of the week? Who do you? I mean, who's your lock of the week on the on the picks this week when it comes to games? I know we picked them all, but which one is the gonna happen? Not questioning it. Uh, I feel pretty good about the Vikings one, although 
I felt pretty good about the Titans last week. Y'all made fun of me for picking the <laughs> hey, Titans. My lock of the week last lost. My lock hey, of the week last week was the Chargers got the W. Just saying. I had a. Uh, I had. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, <laughs> kind of Sean, like hang in there. <laughs> I, I, was, I thought my computer was messing up again. Sean, lock of the yeah. week. Uh, my lock of the week is going to be I'm in between Chicago and Green Bay, so give me Green Bay because San Francisco sucks. Zeke, lock of the week. I was debating uh, the Chicago game myself, but I think Jacksonville is uh, minus two and a half. That's the lock of the week. No Over your own boys, huh? Yep. Yep. That is your lock of the week. Uh, my lock of the week is going to be the Falcons over the Buccaneers. Ooh, I'm trying. I'm trying to pick some some harder, pick. some harder games here, but I think that I think the Falcons are angry and they come back. And I just I, I still think Jameis Winston's knocking the rust off. So, uh, great recap, guys. Let's get. I'm going to get in real quick and just do a a quick recap of what happened week five for uh, the league. And then we'll get into a quick preview because I know we're, we're running long on this one. So the first thing we're going to run into is uh, Fat Bottom Girlies taking on I'm Sorry, Miss Jackson. Fat Bottom Girlies score 110.8. Uh, I'm Sorry, Miss Jackson gets 120.7 um, on a 22.6 game out of Ben Roethlisberger and 19.1 out of the surging David Johnson. Um, Do you work, Doug? So Deshaun Watson does get 24 for the fat bottom girlies. I think he's coming out and Mark Ingram has a, has a come out performance against, uh, against just a, a, a team that didn't seem like they were going to play, but he was overshadowed by that. He had a really good performance last week. Yeah. This you, game, you remember when Mark Ingram was going to come back and not get any touches. And Oh, he got plenty. Now I will, I will say we can get into that in a minute, but I will say, I think that, I think they were they were giving just Kamara a little bit of rest after thirty touches. At least I'm hoping for yeah. that. Um, but I think Kamara is still going to be a huge facet. But the fact that Fat Bottom Girls were getting killed last week, and the fact that Mark Ingram and this couple of guys were able to bring him back to a respectable total. Um, next, we're going to get to a game that we all called, which Blossom did not play very well at one of three point four, but playing here for the beer. Here for the beer comes back to the earth at seventy eight point five. Haters, um, haters. He gets a, haters. a he gets a big game out of Antonio Brown at twenty five point one and seventeen point three out of Jared Goff. But uh, bless them and their one hundred three point seven get fifteen out of Kenny Galladay, fifteen out of Kareem Hunt, which a hunt that I did not think was going to perform very well. Fifteen out of the Vikings defense. James White performs. Cam Newton. Everybody who's in the in the teams complete team effort minus uh, Hayden Hurst. Y'all hated on it. So, Y'all was wrong. Um, next, Bless we're going to go. Hold on, hold on. Z- Sorry, Zeke had something. Yeah, what you got, Zeke? Sorry, I wasn't watching. No, you're fine. Uh, two things. One, uh, it's amazing that Sean is super excited considering <laughs> at one point last week, his team hadn't even scored 10 points at the yeah. end of the first set of games. There was, there was at one point last week where he didn't score zero points, I had, Zeke. I had zero <laughs> touchdowns. My entire offense had zero touchdowns. But two, I do have to give him props because for those listening on the podcast, you can't see him celebrating. My man dropped a Q dog, and anytime somebody <laughs> drops a Q dog, I gotta give him props. Stay woke, fam. Stay woke, fam. And also, in case anyone missed it last week, Cam Newton is available. Uh, he, seems not be able to, to, he seems to not be able to pick correctly between yeah. Cam and Drew Brees every week. Someone save him. So someone save him. He, at this point, 
second string kickers, yeah. fourth string tight ends. Bring all don- your offers. Straight up donkey pick of the week. Doesn't play Drew Brees <laughs> on a week that he can make a record donkey pick. Hey, in fairness, Washington's defense was playing really solid. So, in yeah. fairness, I, I thought it was Drew, a good pick. It's Drew Brees on a record setting night. Um, biscuit in your pants on e- Fade me Ezekiel fan. Elliott. Ezekiel 25 147.8 to 101.8. Uh, he rides huge games out of Tom Brady, Saquon Barkley, and James Conner. Barkley and Connor got him 62 points. Huge games out of his running back. Tom Brady uh, just makes Indianapolis looks like look like a bunch of children. Robert Woods comes out with 14 and a half once uh, once his teammates get hurt. The only thing that uh, Ezekiel 25-17 had going for them was the 29.4 out of Odell Beckham Jr. And then, well, I guess 19 out of Zach Ertz and 24 out of Carson Wentz. His running backs together scored uh, under six points. So really, <laughs> really, really good week out of his running backs. But well, in all fairness, Jai did tear an ACL and go in the, go in the IR. Well, so, that OBJ point was because he threw a touchdown, too, which is not going to be a normal thing. But I, I have a yeah, question for our panel here. Uh, Connor scored, like, I think 28 points for him or something ridiculous. Barkley caught a touchdown, ran for a long touchdown. Is Connor going to be a good play, or is that someone that you t- try to trade to a chump um, and try to get what you can out of him? Because Le'Veon Bell's coming back. They talk about him being traded. H- how do you play that if you're if you're a I, Connor owner? I think if you can get what you what if you can get something out of him, I don't think you ever can because everybody knows that James Connor's done. Now I know Ben Roethlisberger came out this week and said that we want to include James Connor in the game plan no matter what when um, when Le'Veon Bell gets back. So who knows? What's coming? What's coming on that? Now, here's what we do know. I know that uh, Le'Veon Bell has told his agent and has told the media that he wants to be back during the buy. The problem is, is nobody has communicated. That was from a source. Nobody has communicated that to the Steelers front office, uh, minus what they what they see in the media. So we don't know that he is actually going to come back in week eight. We have a good idea um, that he'll be back in the buy. He has to come back by week ten. But when you look at it, look how rusty he's been after a one or after a couple week layoff. He's coming off a huge layoff. So I think they utilize James Conner a little bit. Unfortunately, being a Le'Veon Bell owner in another league, I'm happy I have James Conner. I don't know I, at this point. I don't know who I'm gonna who I'm gonna play. I think that Bell is gonna get the carries, but I think he's gonna be rusty for three to four weeks. Uh, if you get something for James Conner, I think you'd do it. But I'm not convinced he's coming back week eight. Hey. I, I know for a fact that he could get Cam Newton for James Conner right now if you want. So there it is. The uh, widely available. Yeah, I, he's got Tom Brady. I, I doubt it's going to happen, but hey, Joe, it's it's the offer's been made. There it is, Joe. Take it. Yeah. Take me up. Take it. Take you one week. And you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of voting on that. I've got biscuit in your pants this week, and so I'm really hoping that he trades James Conner. Um, Matt, yeah, to, I, to me, to me, it comes down to, I mean, what you're able to get for James Conner is not worth the upside that he brings in case he keeps being the starter, you know, like you could probably go out and get a Chris Godwin or something like that, but I think it's worth holding. (laughs) I think it's so subtle, so subtle, still salty. I think it's worth holding on to him. Still salty. I think it's worth holding on to him and hoping that even if bell comes back, that James Conner still has some kind of role and he can be, you know, a flex play or something like that. So I, I would hold on to him. I, I think Connor and Crowell are going to be some uh, wide open trades. You're going to see a lot oh, of trades in fantasy. Trade Crowell. He, Crowell has never had higher value than he does right now. Yeah. Uh, 
You're going to so, see a lot of trades. Speaking, speaking of Crowell, Matty Ice Clowns barely takes down the green team as green team stays Owen. It goes to 0 and 5. Matty Ice Clowns still rises to the top. They get a relatively mediocre game out of Matt Ryan. Not really a good game. Mediocre game from what Christian McCaffrey's been doing all, all year. Gets a minus two out of his kicker. His highest scoring player is TJ Eldon at 18.2. Uh, but luckily, the green team. Uh, they get 37.1 out of Isaiah Crowell, and yep. they leave um, 19.5 from Demarius Thomas, which I will say last week I told him to plug Demarius Thomas in. I Also, I will say that I told him to plug in for Isaiah Crowell, so I would have been wrong. Doug actually told him to uh, to keep Isaiah Crowell in because of touchdown potential. Um, spoiler, I think Green Team might get their win this what week. What is this? Are we, are we giving everybody uh, advice in our own league here? Well, is this we, some we, collusion this, crap? This, is, like this is a this is a podcast. We do have to give people good information. We got to at least try. So well, Maddie, I got some I good not. information for you. Jordan Reed was one bad hit slash concussion fumble away from losing this game for Maddie Ice Clowns and being three and two instead of four and one. Which shout out to, to Jeff House. You picked the Seattle defense as your keeper a few years ago. Now you're killing it in the league. Yeah. He's the top team in the league. Uh, but mm. this was a 101.4 to 101.5 game before Jordan Reed came and had that astounding 2.1 points, uh, which yes. a fumble would have eliminated that. So uh, shout out, Jeffy. Love you, buddy. I think we need to pour one out for House's former team name because Matty Ice Clowns is fine. But No Talent Ass Clowns is one of the best team names ever. It reflects such frustration. <laughs> animosity toward the the team that you picked your own guys yeah your own players and you're so so freaking frustrated you're like you know what bunch of no talent ass clowns that's what you hey uh, shout out to good fantasy team names maybe if you guys know when you can throw it out there but i want to commend zeke in our other league he was the original founder of the reach around touchdown and i think that's one of the greatest names ever for a fantasy team i appreciate that do you guys have any other great ones you've heard in the past there's been there. I mean, gosh, there's way too much. This would that be your number one. Your number one forever. I mean, I think the deplorables have been my number one team name so far. Touched by an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> that that one wins. That uh, that one wins. I don't, oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> Zeke Zeke looks like the uncle right now, sitting in the chair. Um, I can't um, look at the I have I have a litany mile long of team names. He genuinely does. Touched by an uncle that y'all know Touch by an Angel was a show back in like the nineties. That's incredible, Zeke. That and reach around touchdown easily. Even Touch look, even Doug's laughing. That's when you know you got a good one. Doug is laughing and enjoying it. Oh, oh my god. Give, give a favorite name, a fa- favorite fantasy name, Doug. Oh man. God. I know it's on the spot. I understand that. Well, think about it for a minute. Let us get the I, last I, game. I, I think I had one uh, a couple of years ago. Two girlies, one cup. That, oh, uh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That, that was, was in our league. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, all right, moving on. Oh, touched by an uncle. It's real good. All right. Well, Tim's muted again. So, uh, let's go with. Um, who we not touch? I guess that's all the games for that league, uh, for our league. So how about a preview? Let's go. Uh, we'll start with MAGA, since Tim can't talk the deplorables, versus B-I-Y-P, Biscuit in Yo Pants. Guys, who do you have for that? Wait. 
Man, this is a close I'm one. Muted. You're back, Tim. Okay. Good job. No, you're back. Uh, this one, I, I'm, I'm going to go with biscuit in your pants on this one. I, uh, But I think it's going to be really, really, really close. This one's going to come down to if Chris Carson performs like he's performed the last two games that he's been active. I think As opposed that, to Rashad Penny? Yeah. No, I mean, I just think, you know, all, all kidding aside, like if he – if he performs, then I think Tim wins this matchup. If he takes a step back at all and he's not, you know, a 10 to 20 point guy per week, then uh, I think Biscuits in Your Pants gets this one with right. with Connor, with Barkley, with Brady. I mean, Brady should put up a monster score this week. And I have some real concerns about uh, Rivers' score this week at Cleveland. Hey, I'm back. Good. Sorry. You guys can hear me, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, um, I don't know what in the world's going on. Do we cover deplorables? I could hear you guys. Do we cover deplorables versus taint blisters? Trust the process, because uh, I don't think we ever did. Oh, we didn't. That's so, my fault. Let me I, let, let me go back to that real quick because I got to take a victory lap again. Yeah. Um, thank you, Ezekiel Elliott, for not scoring a whole lot of points because Alvin Kamara sure didn't. One thirteen point seven to one hundred three point seven. Um, I even take a minus one on the Broncos defense because I wasn't thinking about who I was picking up. Adam Thielen, Todd Gurley, Philip Rivers, love you guys. Uh, now we can get on to uh, we can get on to week six. So from what I'm hearing, the first game you guys picked up was Deplorables versus Biscuit in Your Pants. Sorry Indeed. to interrupt. I know that uh, Doug was in the middle of talking. So go ahead, Doug. No, I finished what I was saying. Oh, okay. Who are you picking, Tim? In your own <sighs> game, can you pick yourself? So this is a tough game for me uh, because I think that Biscuit in Your Pants has a lot of good matchups this week. I think Aaron Jones gets started against against San Francisco. I think Phillip Rivers struggles in Cleveland. Um, I think Chris Carson and Todd Gurley have relatively good games. I think it's going to be very, very, very close. Uh, I just don't think I have the luck. I, I'm I'm going to take Biscuit in Your Pants going 3-3 three and three this week. Well, I'm hopping in taking MAGA. I think that, Tim, you've got a good team. You've got great... Uh, you got great matchups, which I think is what's going to really do this. Thielen against Arizona is big. Evans against Atlanta. Carson against Oakland. And these are all like Gurley against Denver. I mean, Graham against San Francisco. You just got solid matchups all the way through. The only one I'm worried about is Sanders against the Rams as your flex, and everything else is going to work out well. So I'm going to take uh, Timmy for the win against a close game with Biscuit in your pants. You're not worried about Rivers at Cleveland? Uh, I don't feel, well, I, Tim already said that. So yeah, I didn't totally worried about Rivers yeah. at Cleveland. Yeah, Even though I think it's funny that Doug's worried about Rivers at Cleveland when he just said Rivers was going to have a great game. Yeah, uh, exactly. Five no, 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 no. I, I think Rivers I, I, pick, I picked. I picked Gordon and Eckler and Keenan Allen. Well, Allen is going to go into Denzel I think it'll be Ward. a lot of like – I mean, does Denzel a lot cover like, in the slot? Yeah. No, but Keenan Allen, no. play, he's, he's not out of the slot. Either. No, no, no. Keenan Allen. Well, yeah, Keenan Allen, yeah. he, does, Keenan he Allen runs a play. lot of slot. Yeah, he, he runs oh, that's half true. Of, yeah, half I was thinking about Williams. Um, You're right. But I, I think about Williams. I, I do think that Denzel Ward gets a little a little shadow ability. So let's go to um, Taint Blister. Well, do you have something to pick on that one there, uh, Zeke? Do you have any, any way in on that? No. I've been, no. Uh, I've been doing something else. I'm sorry. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> uh, Taint Blister's trust Hey, Zeke, if you want to touch yourself, at least close your camera. Okay, buddy? Um. <laughs> Tank blisters trust the process. Trust the process against. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed that uh, the Tank blisters haven't changed their name yet this week. Uh, Doug, I'm gonna let you pick your game first. Who you got? Because this is Zeke versus Doug. 
Uh, I'm going to take. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take Zeke's team in this one. I, uh... I purposely did not read that text. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. It's, it's late. Oh I've man, got the, I've got the giggles. I'm sorry. All right, so so Doug Doug's taking Zeke in this game. Um, I I don't see it. Uh. He's got so he's got Ezekiel Elliott going going against Jacksonville. I know he's got good a good matchup with Kirk Cousins. Um, somehow Bill Belichick knows how to shut down star receivers. So I think Tyree Kill still. Um, I think he kind of stays where he's at. I think he gets maybe maybe eight points. Um, I'm gonna go with with. I think Jordan Howard has a good game. I know Stephon Diggs has a big game. He's got a couple of questionable guys, but I'm going with sorry, Miss Jackson on this one. Sean, do you have a little bit of composure left to be able to pick this one? Oh, man. For those of you who are watching or listening, I just it, you need to know what Zeke just sent. He just sent an update on a couple teams, and uh, down set butt sex was, was pretty much it for me. That, <laughs> that messed me up. That was, that's hilarious. Um, so we're picking uh, – sorry, Miss Jackson. and uh, Trust the, the process. Trust the process, yeah, or taint blisters Yeah, um, if you're in there. Um, so sorry, pardon me. I took uh, a quiet four and one. I'm going to say too. He is, and he's got a good team. But I think this is when he goes to four and two. I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to take Zeke's team here. The uh, taint blisters because RBs are everything, and I think that um, his his lineups. Uh, I just think Joe Mixon is really really good, and I think Howard Johnson against Minnesota and Howard against Miami just aren't going to get it done for Doug. So I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with the process. I'm going to trust it. I think he beats me because of Sony Michelle this week. Sony Michelle could be a league winner. Zeke, um, do yourself a favor, sit Zeke um, or sit Michelle and put Hyde in because Hyde's going to score two touchdowns. Or, or Sean, what Sean really wants to say, trade Sony Michelle for Cam Newton. But yeah, who, yeah. who have you got in this? Going I'll take Zeke? Hyde for Cam Newton. I don't want Michelle. No, I've got some moves to make, no doubt about it, but I am worried about my team this week. I don't – there are a couple matchups that I'm just I'm concerned about, and it's not the it's not the Tim got a reverse jinx. I'm legitimately concerned about my team this week. And like you said, Doug has a sneaky good team. Uh, mm-hmm. They're – if you looked at each part, they're relatively unassuming, but you look at his team as a whole and you're like, holy crap, that's pretty – good team that i don't want to have to face come to playoffs yeah i i agree so so you're going with doug this week i am okay so next we're gonna go to bless them taking on the fat bottom girlies um bless has got a lot of bye weeks going on with michael thomas drew Brees, and kenny galladay uh so I don't give them good matchups on some of these. I, I don't think LaShawn McCoy gets it gets it done against Houston yet. Uh, Mike Williams, I don't think has a good game against Cleveland. Kenny Stills uh, is he's not good. Let's just say that. Um, I think James White has a pretty good week, and so does the Vikings defense. Kareem Hunt may get on the board, uh, but I'm going with Fat Bottom Girlies on their on their matchups. Deshaun Watson playing against a relatively good Buffalo team, but their team they're starting to put it together. He's got a stack with DeAndre Hopkins. I've already told you that Julio Jones is my start of the week, um, and he's got the Bears defense against against uh, against Miami. And normally, you know, we don't really talk about defenses, but with how scoring goes with sacks and things like that, I think the Bears get it done. Uh, I think he could be looking at a twenty point week out of his defense. I'm going with Fat Bottom Girlies. Um, I've got the number one kicker in the league. <laughs> I'd like to point out first. Uh, I'm taking me because I think uh, 
fat bottom girlies, their problem is they have a lot of almost touchdown scores. I don't think Julio is going to get to, like you said, but he's got Antonio Callaway who can't make a catch in the end zone. And I'm a Browns fan. That's hard for me to say Amari Cooper who can't make a catch in the end zone and Julio Jones, who also cannot make a catch in the red zone. He has zero, zero, that's zero less than one, zero red zone targets in almost the last two seasons in Atlanta. And it's not going to change. Julio is uh, not going to score points this year um, or this week. At least I'm taking me over the girlies all day. Doug, Doug what you got? Uh, on this one? I, I will. I'll take Blessum in this one, but mainly just because uh, since Breeze is on a bye, Sean won't be able to screw up the quarterback matchup. <laughs> fair. That's a fair statement. He, folks. he does have Baker Mayfield, right? I do. Yeah. I, got, I got Cam yeah, against Washington. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to keep that going unless and, uh, he takes a trade. I just can. It'll it'll be interesting to see if Billy leaves. I, I imagine he'll change this, but I I, I don't think Antonio <clears throat> Callaway will actually play on his team this week. I think that no, I don't Corey think so Clement with JHI out. Yeah. Breaking news: We have a trade proposal. Uh, Sean proposing Carlos Hyde traded straight up for Cam Newton. Uh, it's a good trade. Take it. We'll go ahead and uh, have a a live rejection of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if Zeke could stand up right now and put his balls on the camera, uh, just to show you that he's not taking that trade, I think he would. Who are you picking in the game, Zeke? I'm just going to reoffer it. I, I got Sean's team on this one. I mean, uh, you know, Billy's team does look pretty good, no doubt about it. But I do think Sean just has all the upside this week. I think hey, you're also you guys, forgetting the vortexes suck. If you guys want to check that out, I always forget the vortexes suck. Yeah, I'm that telling was you, last it's season. Coming. No, it's hey, he's got. We, we picked against him. We told him he was terrible, and he started to to win. I'm I'm I can't pick against him now. Here's the team I can pick against, and it's the green team. Uh, Owen five green team playing Ezekiel twenty five seventeen, and not that Ezekiel twenty five seventeen has a great team. Because they don't. Um, actually, you know what? I did say this week that I thought the green team might. Let me think about this for a second. Sean, what you got? I got you. Give me Loveless and give me Loveless well. Because I think the green team is going to win this. And I don't think it's going to be close. I think this is going to be our lock of the week. Biggest victory. I think green team is going to go hard. Because they've got great matchups. Um, Lynch is questionable, which means nothing because he's always going to play, especially in Europe. Um, he just has a way with people like that. I think he's going to score two touchdowns. Um, I love, love, love that he's playing. Uh, AJ Green is going to go ham on Pittsburgh. I get the Joe Hayden thing, but I think if Hayden doesn't take him all all game long, you're going to see some great stuff happening. Um, so I like that. And I, again, my start of the week, Gronk. Gronk is playing in the national spotlight. He's going to go ham. Um, I think green team's going to score like in the 120, 125 range, quite honestly. Um, also, I think Josh Lambeau is going to be kind of a surprise here because he's going to have a lot of long-distance kicks because I think uh, Jackson will be able to get to like the 30, which will give him 48, 50-yard field goals. He'll make two of those. Um, I, I'm expecting a big week out of old Lambeau as well. All right, so real quick because we're running long. Zeke, who you got? Uh, I got Mr. Baker in this one. I think green team goes to 0 and 6. Doug, I said it before last week. He would lose a close mass matchup and then go on to win uh, two out of his next three. And I think this is one of them. Green team uh, 
loses the O, just like the Browns did earlier this year, gets to one and five, and uh, goes on a little run here. Hater. Bust up the Bud Light. I'm going with the green team as well. Uh, right. I, I think Loveless gets his. I think Loveless gets his first one. Last and not least, I don't even know how long we've been going on this, guys, but it's been entertaining. Matty Ice Clowns bring in here for the beer. Uh, Doug, what's your what's your take on this, real quick? Uh, I'm going to take the Matty Ice Clowns here. I think you just have so many locked in touches with Christian McCaffrey and Melvin Gordon. I like Jameson Crowder this week um, with some of the other injuries that they've had in their receiving core. So I will take them. Yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Matty ice as well. You got a, a questionable Brennan cooks. Uh, he's got noted if he goes to doubtful or if, uh, that I, or out, he's got nobody to replace him with. I just don't think he's got replaceable subs in there. He's got a couple of pieces, but he's starting Nick Chubb at running back. Cause there's nobody else. Uh, I'm going with Matty ice, ice clowns, Sean, real quick. Uh, give me Matty ice because um, as Hard as that is, because out of everyone in this league, including everyone on this podcast, Buckley and Jeff House are two of my favorite people. Um, and uh, I'm going to take Maddie Iceland. That team is real, real good. They might be in the championship. Zeke, what you got? Last piece. Yep i um, I got House winning, but I'm actually going to start pulling against House. Not because I dislike him; I like House a lot. But I just want the no talent ass clowns to come back. So. I'm going to start pulling against him, but I do think he's going to win. <laughs> All right. So there if he we changes go. his name, are you rooting for him? Oh, I'm sorry, what? If he changes his name, are you going to root for him? Yes, I will begin to pull for him wholeheartedly. Lovable loser type situation if he starts to lose. Nice. There you go. So, last piece of information Doug sent me earlier this week, and you may have it better than right, right there with you. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, so here are the the records for the for our pickem so far. Doug was able to compile. Um, Zeke is an astounding twenty six and thirty five. Uh, Doug thirty six and twenty five. Tim thirty six and, and twenty five. Sorry, go ahead. Hold on. We need some clarity on Zeke's picks. Where he sent us a screenshot of his picks. I think he had picked the um. We're kind of losing and you not his of the straight up games. Okay, well we can uh, go back to him because we said very clearly yeah. it was a pick him head up. He, I'm giving yeah, him. No, a, but, but that's that's yeah. Well, we we can do at. that. Um, and then Sean leading the pack with a 37 for 24. So he's got a one game lead. Zeke, you got some work to do. Come hey, on. thanks. Thanks a lot for joining us, guys. I really appreciate it. I know we went really long this week. Uh, we're going to work on putting this thing together, but I like the setup. Um, thanks again, and everybody have a great week. Six. Tim, give our Twitter shout out. Let us know how they can oh, tell us right. what they follow, think. Follow us on Twitter at, at T-L-O-O-G-1. Uh, on top of that, if you look in, in that account, you'll also see how to follow us individually. It's at T-L-O-O-G-1. Uh, catch us on Twitter. Uh, interact. Send us questions or um, make random compliments and rate and review us wherever you find our podcast so that we can try to get some more people in this thing. Thanks a lot, guys. Hey, have a follow yeah. me at Sean Guida. Follow Zeke at Zeke Lawless. Follow Tim at T Guida. Yep. And the Guida is spelled T-A-G-A-J-D-A. And Doug Appleby at Doug Appleby. Is that it, Doug? No, but... I'm normally out there trolling <laughs> somewhere on the internet. It's, so you can it's the <laughs> Follow like the rest of us. D C A P P L E B. 
or there something it like is. that. There so, it is. Hey, follow us. Have a great week, guys. Thanks again for listening in. 